Welcome back, everyone. The war for the second city begins and ends tonight. No pressure. But this might be the final night of your unlives. So, when we last left off, you were riding high. Three new Primogen. Thornton brought to heal. Years-long harms healed. And yet, you were aware that Spex was waiting, biding his time. And now that you'd removed the final loose end, the final obstacle to him enacting his plan, his attack on the city, that it was only a matter of time before you would receive your just rewards, that you would reap the whirlwind. And so, you've been engaging in the kind of cautious paranoia that most ancillae practice on a night-to-night -night basis. It's unusual for neonates five years dead, but been taking great care to protect your havens, keep them under watch at all times, ensure that you're not being followed, finding alternate arrangements when possible, and you haven't really spent a lot of time as a group over the last two weeks, only when absolutely necessary because somewhere deep down, unconsciously, you know that getting together as a group simply paints a bigger target on your back. You're now the loose ends. Spex's purposes for the Coterie have been fulfilled. You've outlived your usefulness. And tonight, he shall attempt to remove you from the equation. I have rolled off screen to determine who Specs deems a low risk opportunity to attack and how many resources from the Second Inquisition he devotes to you. And I will reveal that three out of the four of you are getting attacked tonight. Someone gets away scot-free. Someone who, due to their intense paranoia, careful planning, and a healthy dose of luck, won't have to risk their skin tonight. But the rest of you are going to have to fight be your right to exist. So, I'm now going to roll, see which of you gets to fight first. And bear with me, because 
first half of this session is going to be sort of vignettes that you play out separately until you meet each other. Unless you happen to be staying in each other's havens, which you are almost certainly not. So, let us go with, shall roll the dice. Vincent Merriweather! Aha! Tonight's first contestant. Oh, so, geez. Vince, you're not staying in your apartment at the QV in the CBD. That place has been left to gather dust. You've made it look like Vince hasn't been staying there in a while, which is perfectly true. You've even done the hardest thing that Vince has had to do in a while and stopped driving your prized CRX around town. You've been slumming it in a rental car. A 2006 Honda Civic with everything stock. And... Look, I love a Civic, but not an 06. That's an that's an ugly model. Exactly, that's my mum's model. It's not a not a <laughs> not a flattering car. Um, um, and your CRX has been left in the hands of one of the security guards that Adiz has watching over your current haven, the haven that you won from Adiz during your. High stakes street race. A disused print works for an old community newsletter about a block away from the Queen Victoria markets in South Melbourne, right in the midst of hipster town. The last place that Vince would ordinarily be. But he's here because his unlife depends on it. The person who's been driving your car has been carefully selected due to their vaguely superficial similarities to Vince's appearance. And during the day, they've been following their orders, your orders, to drive the CRX around the CBD, parking it at various points in the parking lots of several different banks and investment capital firms, places where it would make sense for the new Venture Primogen to hang around or to send his retainers to. And at night, to park at various places that Venture shakers and movers like to gather, places where they cut deals and lay their cards on the table. And you hope that this diversion will buy you some time. Vince, this haven that Adiz has provided for you is a one-dot haven, but it does have the watchman merit. So I would like you to please go ahead and make a humanity roll for me, adding one bonus die to awaken... A hint of danger. So that's, 
the non-filled part of your tracker, right? Uh, no, 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 the filled part of your tracker. They, this is not the same as a stained dot. This is you're actually rolling your humanity. So the higher so, your humanity, the better your roll will be here. Okay, so that's eight dice then. Yep, eight dice plus oh. a bonus. Yeah, or seven plus oh, eight. So yeah. eight, eight is the bonus, yeah. Um, so six successes. Mm. Six successes, yeah. Very good. All right. Been some suplexes, the second Inquisition. Yeah. What's up? Let's a meteor lands on their headquarters. Vince. The first thing you notice as your eyes shoot open, as your gelid blood starts to move and you shake the grogginess away, is that... It is not your usual time to awaken. There's something about the room you're in. It's not dark enough. The ambient light is too bright. The air is just slightly too humid. Night has not yet fallen. And as you rise from a single bed that's pushed up against the corner of the print works foreman's old office. I'd like you to make a rouse check, please. Yep. Uh, fail. Fail. You get hungrier. First thing you feel is the pains of hunger. Different than usual. They're always present, of course, but right now, something about them seems more urgent. Your beast rattling at, a, at its cage and it's shouting, something's wrong, something's wrong, blood. We need blood, blood. We'll set it right. You shake your head again, trying to dispel the last bit of grogginess. And then, from somewhere outside the room, a crash, shouting voices, and gunfire. Engaged. Two tangos down. Three more ballers down here. Blank body suspected down the corridor. There, there, left flank. Left flank there, right flank with me. Let's go, 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 go. You hear the sounds of feet, boots, crunching on the concrete as Adiza's security guards respond to the intrusion and within seconds the building outside your haven has turned into a battlefield. What do you do? Okay, first of all, uh, taking that trusty uh, the handgun and keeping that very much on hand but for now in his pocket and he's going to try and just take a look to see like to appraise the situation um as best he can first yep so you creep to the wooden door of the office grip the doorknob and take a deep breath 
And then you wrench it open and peek outside, peer down the hallway lit with cold fluorescent light. See what's going on. Go ahead for me, Vince, and make a wits awareness roll. Never my best roll. Um, one success. One success. It's a cacophony of noise and a sensory blast of information. Muzzle flashes illuminate the hallway and out there in the print works, you can see a tactical team moving rapidly between the between the hulking machinery. You can hear the sound of their boots on the concrete floor and soft whispers of the team as they communicate with one another as their equipment beats and buzzes with activity. The security guards are doing their best to buy you some time, taking cover behind the hulking printing presses, occasionally peeking out, shooting off a few rounds and then ducking as one of the second inquisition strike agents peels off a barrage of machine gun fire in response. You see a security guard scream as his torso is riddled with bullets and he falls to the floor. And one by one, your watchmen are going down. How many, uh, how many agents are there? So, based on what you can see before you quickly duck back into the office, you're dealing with at least six, six agents. Adiz has eight, nine security guards watching over this place at all times. At least four of them inside the print works with you as you sleep. You're not sure how many are left. But they're not going to last long. So I will oh, tell okay, you um... that you are aware that there is a backstaff entrance to this place. However, you're in a bit of a bind. You see... The foreman's office is at the very back of the print works and the hallway you're peering down leads to the office, the break room and the toilets. To get to the back entrance, you'll have to brave the main area of the building, trying to use the machinery as cover to sneak to the back door. Okay, can I identify a, a leader? A leader? I will ask you to go ahead for me and make uh, an intelligence investigation check. That's a worse roll. Um, two successes. Two successes. You chance another, chance another glimpse out into the raging firefight and as you watch the tactical team charge down the aisle between two dusty printing presses 
You see one man in the middle. He's dressed pretty much the same as the others, but he's got a red stripe on his shoulder and the left side of his helmet bulges with communications equipment, curling wires, and at least three or four different radios all lined up next to each other, each of them buzzing with activity. Every few seconds, he stops and pauses and directs the other team members. You, around there, Johnson, with me. Andrews, check the back there. The blank body might be hiding behind the equipment. Covering fire, covering fire. Um, I should also note, by the way, that while Vince has been living here, he's been dressing just normally, so he's not, like, obviously identifiable, yeah. he's not wearing a suit. It might take them a second to clock who he is, but given how eager they are to just gun down the security guards, you don't think they'll pause too long. Mm. Okay, um... Do... How... Do I have any clear shots to the leader? Um... Yeah, I would say that you do. They seem to be busy with the security guards, so yeah, you could probably get a shot off and hope that they don't immediately converge on your location. I'm really wishing that I, um... That I got uh, the dominate without eye contact thing. Yeah, that Um, If you want, okay. you can take a um, shot at the leader. Maybe that might distract them, give you precious seconds to, you know, get out of here and start trying to get to the back door. I was hoping to aim for the cluster of comms equipment. Ah, yes. And uh, and then, yeah, duck straight out of sight and try to change position. All right. I'll ask you to make a composure firearms check for me. And since you're aiming for something specific, one penalty die. Okay, first I'm boosting um, composure. Good idea. Good idea. And I get hungrier. Um, so that is uh, five dice. Three successes. Three successes. All right, I'll roll for the agent to see if you manage to hit him. Ooh antagonists, immortals, and of course these are Inquisitor Deltas. Alright, uh, so that's a dice pool of eight. I'll give him two penalty die because he's not aware that you're there. Two successes! Ooh, you're lucky. Hey. You stand in the hallway and wait until you get a shot at him, and when he stops to direct uh, one of his men around a pile of old cardboard boxes. You squeeze off some rounds. Bang, bang, bang. You can barely hear the sound of your own weapon in the cacophony of gunfire, but you know that your aim was true. You immediately see sparks fly from one of the radios as the panel on the front shatters. The leader stops, looks down at his broken piano, and then he shouts at the top of his lungs, Cover! Cover! Get to cover! And then he and the two men flanking him scatter, taking cover behind boxes, 
and machinery and wooden pallets. They focus their attentions on the security guards firing at them from the other side of the room. And for a second, a precious second, they have their backs turned to you. Gonna do this stealthily or do you just want to book it? Stealthy. Stealthy. Go ahead. Make a deck stealth check for me. Okay. Uh, what would the check be for booking it? Booking it would be dex athletics. Okay, don't mind me uh, metagaming this no, slightly. No, no. I'm going is, with that. You, you are in danger. Okay, I'm going with that. I'm going with booking it then. Um, right. So that's five dice and two successes. Two successes. All right, I'm going to roll awareness for the agents. They have two penalty die as they're not looking in your direction. Would you like to willpower? Yes. Uh, four successes. Four successes. To their five successes. Ugh. You charge, charge out and begin sprinting as fast as you can across the print works. You can see the staff entrance, the rusty metal door. It's only meters away. And you're almost there. You reach out your hand to grab the doorknob. And then you hear, hear a voice shouting, There! There! The blank body! Merryweather! Fire! Fire! Engage! And all of the, all of the agents turn around, raise their weapons, and the air around you is filled with tracer fire. You throw yourself behind a printing press to take cover, but not before they riddle you with bullets and you take four points of superficial damage. Oh, motherfucker. Mm. Um. Okay, um. Daunt is going on, for starters. Yep. Um, that I've is... also got a sanguine right now, so that, um... Does improve your fortitude, yes. Uh, no, that improves presence. Presence, yes, it does. So do you want to um, step out and daunt them and hope that they hesitate just long enough? No, I'm, I'm still running. You're still <laughs> um, running? Yep. You're just activating your daunt? Alright. Go ahead and make me another dex athletics check. You're looking badass while you're running away, but if it keeps you alive, whatever. <laughs> that took a retreat. Uh, three successes. Three successes. I'm gonna willpower it. Go ahead. Four. Fucking hell. Four. Alright. Wait until the current peal of gunfire stops as they stop to check if you're there, wait for the smoke to clear, and the leader starts to bark orders. He's behind there! Johnson, Andrews, to the right! Rest of you with me, let's flank him! And then, you stand up, activating your dawn, flashing them a look of... utter disgust... and contempt. As you turn and leap, make for the door! There he is! Fire! shouts one of them. They raise their weapons once again. I'm going to roll to see if they penetrate your daunt. All of them, save for the leader, hesitate. 
hesitate for just a moment. What are you doing, men? He's getting away! Shoot him! Shoot him! Shouts the leader. He squeezes the trigger and just as his gun's about to fire, I would like you to go ahead and roll the Haven rating. That is one dice for the Haven plus one for Watchmen. And you may add your one. leadership in there if you have it. Oh, uh, will do. So I rolled one for that initial, um, and leadership is... I don't... Mutiny would be relevant, would it? No, it would not in this case. Okay, so that's, um... Ah, oh, fuck off. That's a total of one success. One? All right. That's fine. So one security guard takes this opportunity. He leans out from cover and squeezes off some rounds from his handgun, hitting the leader of the squad in the back of his vest. It doesn't do any damage, but it makes him stumble, altering the trajectory of his weapon just enough that the bullet only grazes you. You take one point of superficial damage as you reach the door, and as you grip the doorknob, you hear the sound of tires screeching on asphalt outside. You wrench the door open and immediately your beast roars with terror as the late afternoon sunlight begins to billow into the print works. Mr. Merriweather, Mr. Merriweather, shouts a voice. And through the haze of sunlight, you see the CRX parked, engine idling in front of the door. Get in the boot, shouts the driver. Doing so. I'd like you, first of all, to make me a composure plus a third of your humanity check to resist frenzying at the sun. Plus resolve. Plus resolve. Resolve plus composure plus a third of your humanity. That rounds down, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, critical eight. Critical eight. You grit your teeth. And as the leader agent raises his gun, prepares to squeeze off another peel of gunfire, you silence your raging beast. And you dash out into the sunlight. Immediately, your skin begins to burn. It's a pain unlike any you've felt before. Embers of flame begin to boil and char your skin as you grab hold of the boot. Go ahead, make me a strength athletics check to wrench it open. Oh, you make me check this. Um, sure am. Uh, one, I'm re-rolling it. Go ahead. What the fuck? One. One. Your skin hisses. The pain grows stronger and stronger. You could barely think straight through it all and your beast's protest screams of terror blot out the sounds of gunfire and shouting and then finally, click, the boot pops open just as, whoosh, your skin catches a light, flames surge down the denim 
print workers overalls you're wearing and as you throw yourself into the boot and pull it shut behind you you pat pat your clothing as fast as you can trying to put the flames out and just before just before the day sleep overwhelms you once again you take a point of aggravated damage putting the flames out just in time and then you're torpid once again barely conscious long enough to register the sound of the engine roaring to light to feel the jolt of the car speeding away well done vincent I didn't fail, feel well done, and feel terrible. You got out with your life <laughs> intact. Now you see why these guys are problems. Yeah. Alright. Oh, lordy. Rolling the dice to see who's up next. I feel like the joke here. Why you'd hit me? Why you'd hit me? Why you'd hit me? Come on, hit me. <laughs> Derek, go ahead uh... and roll for me your humanity plus your base haven rating. Plus an extra dice for your security system. Oh yeah, it's just it's just the regular humanity world. Yeah, yeah, just the regular humanity. You've got a haven that's pretty well set up for this, though. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, so it was humanity plus... Humanity plus, plus your base haven plus your security. It's my base haven. A two point. Okay. So how many successes? <laughs> you only require two to wake up, so don't be too fussed. Well, that's good, because even with my reroll, it's still only two. Two! Well, that's enough! Actually, we're all getting good rolls today. Yeah. <laughs> Something stirs you from your slumber. Your eyelids flicker open as your heavy body rolls off the four-poster bed, dropping onto the floor. Your beast is already highly alert. We're under attack. We're under attack, it whispers in your ear. You grit your teeth as you wheel, as you will the jallid's blood to begin flowing, begin moving through your body. Make me a rouse check, please. That's a success. Success. Do not get hungrier. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. There's an electronic beeping coming from the little bank of monitors you have next to your four-poster bed. The cameras have registered motion outside in the parking lot. And as you feel the blood begin to liquefy, surge through your body... 
instantly dispel the grogginess and make your way over to the security bank. There on the screen, you have a perfect view of them. The tactical team moves with purpose through the parking lot, their weapons at the ready as they approach the entrance to your haven. They wear heavy body armor and carry a variety of weapons and tools, including flashbang grenades attached to their belts, a battering gram, and various entry tools. The camera doesn't pick up sound, but you don't need it to pick up sound. With your highly tuned, highly alert sensors, you can hear the sound of the team's boots pounding on the asphalt outside, the metallic clink of their gear as they approach. You watch as they move in unison, one soldier taking point as the team prepares to breach the entrance. BANG! The sound of the battering gram hitting the door is loud, echoing through your entire haven, followed by the sound of a flashbang grenade and the screams of your herd. Barely a second passes before your church is filled with the sound of gunfire. What do you do? There's a small red button next to your bank of monitors and you've simply, whoever's installed it for you has simply labelled it emergency. Uh, so I guess first question is, would I, would I be able to get resonance from my herd before they get wiped out? Thing is, yes, yeah, you would have fed from your, to. <laughs> you would have fed from your herd before this, so you, you have the resonance of your choice. Uh, cool. I don't remember which one that is, but I'm going to go with the one that boosts blood sorcery. The one that boosts blood sorcery is uh, Sanguine. Happy, yes. horny, addicted, active, flighty, enthusiastic. You've primed your flock for the time of reckoning. Soon they will see, soon they will receive enlightenment in God's arms. And they're excited for this day. This day that is happening right now as the second inquisition callously guns them down and they bleed out on the pews. You slam your fist on the red button and alarm clacks and rings out throughout the abandoned supermarket as an iron roller door begins to slam shut. Thunk! Sealing off the door to your inner sanctum, buying you precious seconds. It doesn't take long before, looking over your shoulder, you see the shutter door begin to vibrate violently as the Inquisition take the battering gram to it. You can hear their muffled voices on the other side. Go, go, go! Through here! Through here! No! Danvers! Go around the back! Maybe we can flank him! What would you like to do? Do the cameras show me enough? Like, does it seem to be? Is it a lone person going around the back, or does it look like a small, like a small squad? Yeah, you watch as a single member of the squad nods, and he charges back through the broken front doors and begins to run across the empty parking lot, making his way to the supermarket's loading bay. 
And does it... We're assuming they probably are, but it uh, doesn't look like they're wearing any sort of eyewear. Um, he's wearing... You can make out his helmet, and there is a black visor covering his eyes. Go ahead and make yeah. me an intelligence technology roll. Uh, I wish I could have technology at some point. There's a bestial failure. Bestial failure. <laughs> so, it could be night vision. Although why he'd need night vision at 3.33 in the afternoon is lost to you. Instead, your beast just roars. Who cares what it is? Who cares? Get out of here. Destroy him. Kill him. Punish him. For daring to breach the sanctity of your haven. And I'm going to roll on the compulsion table. You will not brook this insult. Unless... You can kill this man and remedy the insult. Any rolls you make will be done at a penalty of two. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, time to, for the Tremere to kick in. You're going to get out of here. You can't let this guy find all of your stuff. You can't let him search through your inner sanctum. You've got to yeah. take him out. So I'll try and try and use the postern to like sneak around and get the try and get the drop on him if I can. Yeah. All right. Because hoping they don't know that that's there. Mm, they probably don't. In fact, I'm going to roll to see if they do, and they do get a penalty to this because of your haven rating. Won't tell you what the result is. Okay. So you briefly consider just stepping outside, charging through your library and ambushing him as he comes through the door, but he's probably expecting you to do that. So instead, you turn back to your four-poster bed. You run over and grip the two posts on the front and with a grunt, slide the bed out of the way. You sleep in what was once the manager's office of the supermarket, and unbeknownst to anyone who frequents your haven except for you, when you tapped the Chantry's resources to outfit this place for your specific needs, you had them outfit the entire supermarket with a series of tunnels that run under the floor. Little metal hatches, one in each of the rooms, allowing anyone who grant who, who accesses them to sneak around without being noticed, and if they really need to, to get out into the parking lot where another hatch will allow them to get home free. You're pretty sure the tunnel goes even further than that, that it eventually adjoin, eventually joins up with the storage drains that run alongside the supermarket lot. But you've never tried to escape that way. You reach down, 
grab the little ring leading from the metal hatch and pull it open as you jump down into the tunnel, pulling it shut behind you. Go ahead and roll for me an intelligent stealth check, and you may add your postern as bonus dice. Yeah. Um, also, just pointing out to on, on his way to going there, he would have made sure he had all his like usual gear on him, but it also made me sort of grab the uh, that old the standard issue service revolver he got way back. Sure thing. Case. Which he's kept on his bedside table the last few nights, just for yeah. this very situation. Oh, that's better. That's three successes. Three successes? So I'll ask you a question. Do you want to pop up behind him in the parking lot? This will be in broad daylight, of course. Or do you want to yeah. wait for him to breach the loading bay? and then pop out behind him as he passes through it. That one will be a bit more difficult as you'll have to close the distance between him and you, but you will hopefully still get the drop on him and you won't be in danger of burning to death. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that one. <laughs> I don't really want to risk this bomb. Yep. So you crawl on your belly through the little concrete chute that's dug under dug into the foundation of the supermarket at one point you pass underneath your church and above you the above you the floor shakes as the second inquisition continues ramming their battering ram into the iron shutter over and over the gunfire and the screaming have stopped and you know in your heart of hearts that your herd is no more. Finally, you come to the hatch that you believe should lead you right where you want to be. You wait until you can hear the footsteps of the lone soldier passing overhead. And then you carefully reach up, slide the hatch open, and climb out. He's about a metre and a half in front of you, making his way between two of your bookshelves, a beeline towards your inner sanctum. Go ahead and make... Are you going to shoot him, or are you going to take him out silently with you know, a melee weapon. Perhaps shank him with your bone shank. Uh, I want to try and get him silently, but I want to try and get eye contact first. Eye contact first. Alright. I still I still want to kill yeah, still intend to kill him, but I want to do something else first. Alright. So go ahead, make me a strength roll to grapple him. One penalty die due to the distance you have to close. Yeah. And then would the two two penalties still apply, or does that not uh, apply? No, because no, I'm no, trying this is to kill him. Your, yeah, you're, you're making a direct move at him, so... Cool. So strength, athletics, minus one. 
Yeah, I'm gonna try and strength. strength. Strength brawl if you've got it. Or you can do you can do athletics or brawl, it's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still gonna rouse strength. Success, but I can hurry Yep, and one penalty die for him since you're catching him unawares. Five or above or six and above success. Ooh, lovely. To his four successes. You creep towards him, and just at the last moment, he hears your footfalls on the carpet. He starts to whirl around, but you grab him, covering his mouth with one of your hands, spinning him around, and with your other hand, wrenching the visor off his helmet. It snaps off as the plastic breaks. You toss it aside and stare directly into his shot. Calculating eyes. Yeah, I'm assuming he's got like a headset nut on, doesn't he? He does indeed. And the headset's currently yes. buzzing with activity. Danvers! Danvers, report! You located the blank body! The hay the haven should be through the loading dock. Yeah, and I'm just gonna yeah. As I make eye contact with him just Report back that the blank body has been dealt with. Okay. I would like you to please go ahead and make for me. So this is going to be a mesmerize, I believe, because your level one is cloud memory. Yep. So make yeah, a rouse yeah, check. Make a rouse check for me. Oh, success. So I don't get hungry. Yep. Make a manipulation dominate check for me, please. Do browse manipulation. Oh, I do get hungrier from that. What are we looking at? He's gonna oh, die. That's better. Yep. Yeah, so it's a so it'll be critical six. Critical six to his four successes. Well done. Oh. He blinks. His eyes glaze over as he reaches up presses the button on his headset and says, uh, uh, Affirmative. Code 5 located within Haven, staked and decapitated. Waiting further orders over. Good job, Danvers. Uh, leave, the, leave the remains where they are. Cleanup team will arrive once we've... Uh, Dealt with the rest of these Renfields. Over. He looks back at you, his bottom lip trembling as if he knows what you're going to do next. 
and I drink him. You drink him. You drink him dry. Sink your teeth into his neck. And as the blood is drained from his veins, your beast purrs. Yes. Yes. They'll think twice before they intrude again. Yes. Reduce your hunger to zero. And then, as you lower his bloodless corpse to the ground, you disappear back into your postern, crawling further along the narrow tunnel, making your way under the parking lot. Ahead of you, you can hear the sound of running water, sewer tunnels, and freedom. And as you drop out of the postern and splash into the waist-high sewage water, as the stench of decay and garbage fills your nostrils, the beast relaxes. You feel your blood growing heavy once again as the day sleep starts to set in. Would you like to try and stave it off for just a bit longer so that you may prepare your lure of flames? Uh, yeah, I'll attempt to. Alright, go ahead and make for me a... Humani- third of your humanity plus composure check for me, please. I have to distract that guy, so I'm going to boost composure. Boost composure. I'm back at hunger one. Back at hunger one. <laughs> well, at <laughs> least. <laughs> at least you're at hunger two. Uh, three successes. Three successes. Make your way to a storm drain that peeks out onto the street above rays of sunlight pouring through and doing your very best to calm your disturbed beast you kneel down in front of it placing a little stone bowl on the concrete slab just above the surface of the sewer water preparing your components you cross your fingers close your eyes and recite the incantation as the sunlight touches the components in the bowl Your beast roars louder and louder, begging you to get away, and the heat from the ambient sunlight is causing your skin to grow clammy, moist. You begin to sweat blood. Go ahead and make for me an intelligence plus blood sorcery check. And then pop on blood potency and then puff anchors sanguine, yeah? Yeah, sure thing. This could be very good. Right. 
five total successes. Five total successes. Five fireballs prepared and ready for you to conjure at any time. You breathe a sigh of relief as the stone bowl is engulfed in flames and you feel the energy of the fire magic surge through your body. Then your blood hardens and the day sleep takes over. Your eyes roll back into their sockets and you fall torpid, splashing backwards in the sewer water. Next up, our final contestant for the night. Chimera! Oh, dang. All right. Hope I'll let you narrate what happens when we get to you, though. Because you oh, okay. you get... You basically... You've done very well, and your planning's going to pay off. So I'll get you to narrate exactly what the Second Inquisition meets when they get to your haven. Oh, that's okay. But Chimera... You thought you were living it up in Cockroach's shitty little drug den on the edge of sunshine in the western suburbs. You hoped the Inquisition wouldn't find you here. They have. Go ahead and make for me a humanity plus your haven rating roll, please. Sure thing. Uh, that's a success of two. Two, just enough to wake up. Your eyes shoot open and instantly you're ready for action. You leap up from the soiled mattress, looking from left to right as your beast whispers, They're coming. They're coming, Chimera, they're coming. Let's take them. We can take them. Make a rouse check for me, please. Uh, she does not get hungrier. She does not get hungrier. She's ready. You hear their footsteps making their way down the hallway to your bedroom. Thump, 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 thump. The walls seem to shake with each footstep they take. And then suddenly, boom, the door to your bedroom bursts open and a squad member bursts in, weapon at the ready. You can feel the adrenaline in your blood pumping as you instinctually react to the sudden intrusion. The Inquisition agent is heavily armed and armoured, his face obscured by a helmet and visor. As he clocks you, he moves with precision into the room, his weapon trained on you. His body armour clinks and rattles as he charges in your direction. If you had a heart, it would be pounding a million times a second. What would you like to do, Chimera? Whew. Okay, so um, that means they're in the house, breaking into, breaking into the room. Fantastic. Yep. One of them's um, in the room right now, charging at you. You can only assume the others are right now fanning around clearing the other rooms of the house okay uh in that's in that circumstance uh toughness is going on first yep make a rouse uh, check a for of, me threat of firearms uh she gets hungry yes that's hunger too uh and next um would she be able to tell how many like sets of boots are kind of crunching around the house yeah make a wits awareness check for me 
Uh, that's a three. Your predator's sense, your gangrel blood, highly honed. <clears throat> You're the hunter, they're the hunted. There are six in the house, one in the bedroom, two or three in the living room slash kitchen near the front door. Another two in the spare bedroom. It doesn't look like any have made it to the laundry or the bathroom yet. Two rooms at the back of the house, a short distance from here that you might be able to escape to. Uh, through the laundry room, sorry. Laundry room or the bathroom. But for now, you have to deal with this guy here who's raising his gun as he, as he catches you in his sights. He whispers into the, he whispers into his headset. Engaging, target located. Uh, she's going to respond instantaneously by running up to him, uh, grab, grab, grabbing him by the throat and throwing him into the main hallway. Ooh, nice. Go ahead to make me a strength roll or strength athletics check. Uh, success of six. Success of six. To his five successes. His finger tightens on the trigger and just before he has a chance to fire, you dash forwards grabbing him by the throat, lifting him up in one hand, and you drag him to the door and hurl him down the hallway. He screams as he tumbles into the living room, landing at the feet of another man. That man immediately whirls around, sees you standing in the hallway, and lets out a peal of gunfire. I'd like you to make, for me, a dexterity athletics check. Uh, success of four. And also, uh, as an addendum, um, I don't know whether I should roll for it or not, but she's going to try and grab um, the guy's gun as she throws him. We'll just say you get it. You wrench it out of his hands yeah. just before you kick him down the hallway. It's locked and loaded and ready to go. So how many? You got four? Four, yeah. Four to six. You try to duck back into the bedroom, but the agent is ready. And with military precision, he raises his assault rifle and fires. <laughs> sending bullets down the hallway. They slam into your chest, tearing through your biker leather. What is your fortitude? Uh, fortitude is two. Two, so two damage plus an extra four, so... Uh, do you take one point of superficial damage? Let me just start taking notes. Yeah. Sort of been halved to three, and then you've reduced it by two. You duck back in the bedroom as you hear shouting, as you hear the men shouting in the lounge room. She's in there! She's in there! Blake body located! Bedroom at the back! After me! Covering fire! Go, go, go! Uh, she's going to kind of pat down all the spots where she's been shot and um, kind of like uh, rub them for a sec as she thinks. 
she grabs the um, assault rifle that um, she ripped off the guy and runs back into the hallway, just blindly firing uh, yep. back towards the kitchen yep. uh, where they all are, just as like a covering ability. Yep, um, covering fire as you run sprints, to... Sprints towards the laundry. Yes, sprints towards the laundry as fast as she can. All right, so I will get you, first of all, to make a dex firearms check with a penalty die. <clears throat> To lay covering fire for yourself. Yep. It's mostly a distraction rather than to kill. Yeah. Just so, just to get you some space. Ah, uh, so that was with one penalty? Yeah, one penalty. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Very well. I will roll for them in a moment. You steal yourself and then... Loading... The assault rifle, sliding the catch into the place, making sure the safety's off just as Vince taught you. You duck out of the bedroom. There she is! Engage! Engage! Shout the agents. They raise their guns, but you're already on them. You slam your finger on the trigger and empty the clip as you charge down the hallway towards the open door of the laundromat. So they got five successes you don't manage to hit any of them but they scramble taking cover behind the furniture in the lounge room and this gives you precious seconds to breathe so you may now roll a dex athletics check with no penalties uh four successes or successes, and they will be doing their firearms with one penalty die. Four successes. Okay. You see them duck behind the couch, and then you turn, sprint towards the laundromat, holding your arm in front of you as a battering ram, charging into the half-open door. It crashes open, and your boots crunch down onto the cracked tiles. Now, now! Shouts one of the men. Taking their opportunity while your back is turned, they lean out from cover and <laughs> let out a barrage of bullets. They get seven successes, and once again, so how many did you get? Uh, I think it was that, four. Was that the roll I just did? Yeah, yeah four. four. That's three plus. Oh, so that's seven, half it two. You take two points of superficial damage as the bullets slam into your back. As soon as you're in the laundromat, you grab the wooden door and slam it shut behind you, and instantly the door is shredded to bits by gunfire, showering you in splinters of wood. There's a back door here in the laundromat. It leads out into the backyard. But here's the thing. It's currently 3.40pm, at least according to your phone. You head through that door, unless you know immediately where to run to, you're going to burn to death in your own backyard. What would you like to do? Okay, here's, here's, here's the question. Uh, can I roll uh, a wits awareness to look around and see if there are any um, 
like gas pipes around that she could fracture? Um, in in the laundry. Um, no wits awareness needed. You just look around and you see where there used to be a washing machine. Cockroach obviously didn't have much use for one, but you can see the place in the laundry where a washing machine is supposed to be. There's a long, thin metal pipe sticking out of the wall, running down it, and... This is... And this looks like it'd be fairly easy to just snap off. Uh, yeah, so she does that, um, and, uh, kind of just, like, tears a chunk of the pipe out, leaving it, uh, just on the ground, just letting the gas fill the room. Yep, Chimera's, um, Chimera's strength is more than enough, so I won't make you roll for it. She just steps forwards, wrap your hand around the pipe, and as more bullets continue to shred the door... Snap! There's a crash of metal and you break the end off the pipe. Suddenly a fountain of water spurts out. Grinning and bearing the water, you reach further up into the cavity from which the pipe extends now that you've revealed it. Find the gas pipe behind that's meant to heat the water and then snap that right off. You hear a soft hiss as gas begins to fill the room rapidly. Um, so Vitz uh, left um, some guys um, uh, recently. Oh, I think we lost someone. Oops. Uh, yeah, he left. He left some guys in some retainer um, with a car nearby, he uh, did, just yes. in case this have went down. Uh, so for this one second that she finally gets. Uh, she gives them uh, a quick text saying now uh, and uh, goes to hide behind one of the um, uh, remaining uh, uh, laundry machines. Yep. So you look around and there's no washing machine, there's no dryer, but there is uh, a big sink built into the wall complete with a wooden counter. And as the bullets continue to shred the door, you run across the room, your boots making a squelching sound (laughs) on the sodden tiles. You duck behind the wooden counter as you pull out your phone, scroll to the number that Vince left you and send send a text reading now. You press the button, beep, and then you wait. So her plan here is to remain as quiet and as, as unnoticeable as possible, uh, gripping onto a piece of pipe um, from which she rips out and everything out of the walls and just stay there quietly behind the sink until she can hear the, um, the soldiers in the middle of the room. Yep. At which point she's going to hurl the piece of pipe uh, across the room, a little bit away from where she is to distract them and hopefully, maybe, get them to take a shot at it. Yeah, good idea. I see what you're planning. <laughs> this might hurt you a little bit, but it's a oh, good plan. <laughs> so, um, she's not one for smart plans. She's pressing up against plans. the counter, you wait. <laughs> Crash! What remains of the wooden door collapses as two soldiers burst into the room, scanning for you. You hear their heavy footfalls on the sodden tiles. And when they're about halfway through the laundry room, you grip the pipe 
raise it and hurl it to the opposite side of the room. Go ahead, make a strength athletics check for me. Uh, success of three. Success of three. I'm going to compare it to their insight. They only have the dice pool. Uh, I might. Yep. Oh, uh, what's the dice pool? Sorry. They only have a dice pool of four on their insight. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll reroll that. I've got plenty of uh, yep. willpower to go. Go ahead. Five. Five. The pipe hits the brick wall and clatters off, splashing into the water. That's three successes for the agents. Hearing the splash, they immediately whirl around and without hesitation, open fire in the source of the disturbance. Whoosh! The gas ignites and a plume of flame spills out towards them. They scream, Aah! as one of them is flung out of the room and the other one is engulfed in flame. He flails around for about a second, screaming, before he falls forward, splashing in the water. Burned to death within seconds. Chimera, I'd like you at this point to make a dex athletics roll for me to make to, to get out of the way of your own ambush. <laughs> get the fuck out of there, yeah. Uh, that's a three. That's a three. Okay, the minimum I required was four. So you're aware of what's going to happen, but you weren't counting on them firing that fast. There was almost no time delay from the pipe hitting the ground to them opening fire. And as you climb up over the sink and roll onto the floor on the other side, the plume of flame singes your back, burning away the rest of your vest. Singing your skin, you take one point of aggravated damage as you land in the rapidly heating water. And then, outside, in the backyard, you hear the sound of wheels coming to a stop on gravel. And a loud horn beeping. Beep, beep. Ash kind of, um, winces at the pain and chews up in her mouth and spits out some blood uh quickly hops up and sprints out the back door knowing exactly where to go yeah practiced this a few times they but she sure hasn't have. done it in the sunlight yet no so as you fling the door open and the sunlight billows in your beast cowers like a scared animal <laughs> go ahead and make a humanity a third of your humanity plus a composure and resolve check for me. Uh, that's a four. Hopefully that's, that's enough. Four, that is enough. You steal yourself. Whew. Pushing the beast's control out of your mind. Wrenching agency from it. And then you charge out, your boots crunching over the concrete patio onto the gravel path that leads through the backyard from the narrow street that runs along the back of 
cockroach's house. With your strength, I won't ask you to roll for popping open the boot. Grab onto the back of the car. Click! Force the boot open. And just as your skin begins to smoke and sizzle, roll into the darkness, pulling the boot shut behind you. The engine roars to life, and you're jostled around the boot as the car speeds off. As she pulls down the boot, she kind of shouts to whoever might still be like, Nice try, fuckheads! (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, fuckheads! You're not awake to hear the response, if any. The day sleep is once again upon you in an instant, and you are safe. Well done. You all managed to get out of the daylight raids more or less unharmed. It's nice when you know they're coming. Yeah. You just hope you don't have to do that again anytime soon. Speaking of that. Speaking of that. Hope. (laughs) The second Inquisition does come for you. Somehow. Perhaps thanks to Spetz's impenetrable, unknowable network of spies and surveillance equipment. They're able to find out from the Anarchs exactly where you're staying. But Specs doesn't buy into it as much as perhaps he should have. He sends the bulk of the forces to your old haven, the Tattoo Parlour leaving three men to check out the little shipping container in the abandoned shipping yard on the edges of Footscray. And hope this is exactly what you were hoping, no pun intended, that they would do. Please describe what the Second Inquisition find when they arrive at your haven. As they approach the place cautiously, moving between the shipping container as guns out, doing the whole sick shot clock thing. Once they're in front of the container and starting to unroll paracord for phones crackle to life on speaker from various points in the yard. I want you to know that I don't take joy in this. You have lives, you have families, you have people who will miss you. So I'm going to ask you just once to drop your weapons and walk away because I can't afford to hold back here. That's got to get ugly. And yet, They have their orders, and they continue to advance. They've been warned about this. Blank bodies will try to manipulate them. Try to get under their skin, get into their minds, and they're prepared. Hope closes her eyes, puts a pair of mufflers over Barkyleza's ears to protect them. And 
pushes the last button on her keyboard. And with a thunderous crack, the trash bag next to the shipping container, which is stuffed full of ball bearings with a brick of C4 and a detonator under it, goes off. <laughs> the camera, which is mounted a good ways away, well out of the blast, checks. Are any still standing? The last thing Hope sees before a flash of bright light overwhelms the camera's sensors is three men being blasted through the air in multiple directions. Some of them not in a single piece. She shuts down the laptop goes to the fridge, takes the blood bags, takes the elixirs that uh, Duncan Wells dropped off with her, and calls John Goolman for a pickup. <laughs> and then puts herself in the body bag while she goes back to sleep. And thus end the lives of three family men. So, hope. You awaken several hours later as the sun goes down and the blood begins to surge through your body. At this point I would ask everybody to please make me a rouse check as you awaken the normal time. A little hungrier. Uh, not hungrier at all. Hungrier at all. Vince, Derek. Yeah. Um. All success on my end, so not hungry. Lovely. Not um, hungry. Yes. Not hungry. Three. Yeah. You probably, probably exhausted your blood when you awoke earlier. So awakening now, when you're supposed to, isn't isn't anything that's going to make you hungrier. The blood's already primed for action. And hope, as your eyes open, as you flex your fingers and your senses return to you, you register three things. One, that you're still in the body bag. Two, that you're in a moving vehicle as you can feel the subtle vibrations of the road. And three, your phone is currently going off in a cacophony of notifications and ringtones. I'll, I'll unzip the body bag as I answer the phone. Yo! There's silence for a moment, and then you hear Adiza's voice. Hope! Oh, ah, you're good. alive. Was worried, not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm about to contact the others. It's happened. Okay. Squizzy's dead. Daylight raid. They swarmed into <sighs> his home. Didn't have a chance to escape. Took one of them down before okay. they blasted him through a full of dragon's breath shot. Are you in one piece? 
Ah, look, I took a couple of nicks. Not sure how that weasel figured out where my haven is. But yeah, I had a rude awakening too. Copped a couple of bullets as, my, as I waited, made my way out, but I took a few of the bastards down. Ah, you hear him wince. Not much worse for wear. Okay. Look, we have to okay. meet up. I got this. Name the place. Remember that panel beaters shop? Yes. The, the place where we... The place where we interrogated Victoria on the edge of Van Ark. I sure do. The main. Alright, get the others. Meet me there. I've got a few things I need to take care of. He takes a breath. All and right. he says, Watch your back. There's a click. A beep. And he hangs up. And as you... As you end the call with him, you notice blinking on the screen of your phone missed calls from Vincent, Chimera, and Derek. Okay, all of them get a text of a, a gif of Megatron going, I still function. <laughs> and then she's going to check in with uh, Slick and Emily. Give them a ring through a separate burner phone. Phone rings a couple of times, and then there's a beep, and Slick says, Hey, what's up? You guys okay? Yeah, just, uh, just, um, well, Emily, give me, pass me that meat oh, lovers. Are you chowing, are you chowing down on Little Caesars again? No, no. Dominoes! Ah, that's the stuff. <clears throat> okay, why well, okay, don't we be good. okay? You passed, we're good. Alright. Cool, yeah, there's some shit going down. Stay out of it as best you can. Give you a call when we're done. Alright, take care, man. <laughs> as you click, you receive a notification on your phone. It's a message from Chimera. It's a Fortnite dance. A little cartoon <laughs> figure dabbing. Vince just sends a text back that just says, good, full stop. Vince, your phone... Your phone is the next to ring, and as you answer it, you hear a D's wheezing. <gasps> Vince! Oh, you made it. My men got you out of there? Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, about that. Do you know if anyone uh, did make it? Mm. That half of them got out alive, from what I could tell. Fucking uh, hell, okay. Um, Look, when this shit's I'm all sorry, over, man. I was gonna organize packages for their families, but uh. Okay, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I'll, I'll give you a hand there. Really? He says, hmm. Yeah, man, just to... Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later about it, yeah? Gotta say, didn't expect that from the Ventru Primogen. Yeah, much appreciated. Uh, look, you remember that uh, old wreckers shop that we met at the other night? Meet me there. Get in touch with Chimera if you can. 
Hope will be getting Derek. And, uh, look, some shit's gone down. Prince is out of the picture. We gotta pick up the pieces. Make a move on Specs. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he says. Specs has shown his true colors, and, well, we can make a move on him now. No one will begrudge us the chance. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this shit. Alright, fuck. See you soon, he says. Yeah, see you soon, Adith. So... We skip forward... About half an hour later. Just shy of... 9pm. John Goulman's white van. Vince's CRX. Chimera's Supra. And... An old... Toyota station wagon that Derek has... Hot-wired from... The parking lot of a local convenience store. Roll up onto the cracked, weed, and growth-covered asphalt in the lot behind Inner Truth panel beaters. As you climb out of your vehicles and exchange relieved glances at each other, taking just a moment to register you're all still alive. The metal... The metal roller shutter begins to wind up. And Adiz stands in the haze of light. His arms folded, beckoning for you to come and join him. Barkley, stay in the car, boy. Okay. John Gorman nods. He gives you a thumbs up. I'll look after him. Just uh, let me know if you need me. Will do. Gonna, in fact, uh, for a while. tell you what. I might take him for a walk. See if I can't keep him and me out of this fucking shitstorm you're caught up in. Okay? Good idea. The light, headlights Stay of safe. the white van turn on as... It reverses out onto the road and departs down the street. And as you all make your way towards Adiz, Chimera, you see Vince stepping out of the CRX. Somehow, in the time it's taken between him escaping from his haven and getting here, he switched from his denim print workers overalls to his usual blue dinner jacket. It's a little rumpled because it's probably been folded and stuffed in the trunk of his car. But Vince always looks good in it, no matter whether it's been ironed and immaculately prepared or not. And your first instinct, Chimera, is to rush up and hug him. 
You rush up to Hope, embrace her, smack Derek on the shoulder, and then you make your way to Vince, holding out your hands, ready to embrace him. And then he looks over at you, smiles, and something inside you instinctually recoils. You lower your arms and take a step back. You're not sure whether it's the dim, cold haze of the streetlights or still being on edge after what you survived hours ago. There's something different. As Vince looks at you, still smiling, holding out his hands, waiting for you to rush forwards and embrace him in a hug. Can't help but notice how smug the look on his face is. How superior. How perfect. Features and lines on his face are, even now, in some weed-encrusted, run-down, abandoned wreckers shop, on the edge of the industrial wasteland of the western suburbs, he commands the attention of everyone around him commands it as if he's entitled to it. Your beast groans. Cammy, fuck. At this point, Hope, not noticing this, you step into the wreckers shop, walking past the D's, sending a message to Sage. Almost go time, be ready. She responds almost immediately with a thumbs up. I've been waiting for this. Vince, Chimera, this is an awkward encounter. And Vince, uh, you notice babe? Chimera, yeah, yeah, babe. Uh, she is reticent to respond at first. She's not exactly sure what it is she feels, but eventually she musters something up. Dude, you look like shit. Like, more than the rest of us. Um, I mean, yeah, I took a lot of gunfire. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. She kind of, uh, Are you alright? Really, she doesn't really pay him a whole lot of attention and starts making back towards the rest of the group. Vince. You say anything as she walks away, turning her back to you in a very cold, admittedly very chimera manner, but a manner that still strikes you as completely uncharacteristic for her based on how close you've been up to this point. Yeah, this is definitely flaring up Vince's uh, jealousy and his need for control. Babe, what the fuck? Uh, she turns back towards him before she makes herself, um, like, a part of the group. And just kind of exasperately goes, What? It's- It's been a fucking long night, what do you want? I- I don't know, just... 
Fuck. I don't know. It just... I feel like you're ignoring me here. Uh, she kind of wanders back up to him, uh, leaving the group again. Okay, look, I'm... I'm sorry. Uh, it's good to see you too, and I'm glad you're alive. Is that better? Are we good? Uh, yeah, sure. It is not. <laughs> but Vince can let it slide Vince can read the room. He's going to let it slide for the moment. Inside... She, aside, she turns back towards the group. Inside the wreckers' shop, these leads against an old workbench. Looking down at his phone, the glow of the screen makes his face light up in green and... Even in this dim light, you can see that Adiz has had better days. Most of his right cheek is completely missing, revealing the bone underneath. And his torso is riddled with bloodied bullet wounds. He wheezes <gasps> through gritted teeth as he presses a button on his phone. It beeps slides the phone into his pocket. <sighs> okay, you made it. So the little yeah, you look. So our friend Specs made a made a go at your havens too, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know if you went after anyone else or are us and the prince the lucky ones? Prince has bitten the dust. Maria Diamante's unspoken for. Alia managed to get out unharmed. And the wild card is Darius. Seems like they didn't make a move on the Chantry at all. Some shit's going down with. Some shit's going down with the Anarchs. There may or may not have been an attempt on Sue as well. I'm still trying to get in touch with my contacts, but... If she'd been well, taken down, I think we would know by now. We would. She hasn't. But right now our concern is Specs. Indeed. Either. He nods. Okay. We're going to be doing this on our own. I was tempted to call in my sire's help. I very, very nearly brought her into the fold, but based on how things went last time, you and her tried to work together. I decided we got to do this ourselves. Yeah, I'm still sorry about that, by the way. He just shrugs. Shit happens. Kindred be kindred. We'll just hope yeah, that maybe... Very strong. Maybe we can put her temper and her goals in check once we make it through this mess. Okay. I just want to make it clear. You're beat up all to hell, man. Unless we can do something about that, 
You're going to be advising on this one. We'll be your hands. Don't want to risk you. He shrugs. Are you sure? I mean, I'm expecting we're going up against some pretty, pretty prepared opposition here. And I'm not going to lie, you're going to need all the help you can get. Mm -hmm. Look, if you want me to sit this one out, okay. I will, but I'm prepared to back you up on this. You've, right. you've always treated me with respect, and I'm cashing in some boons. Okay. Derek, how many vials of the of the potion did you make? Pulls out three vials. These raises an eyebrow. What's that you got there? I've been calling it Found a way to turn. Yeah. No, I've just been calling it lupine Sorry, tonic, no. but yeah. Lupine tonic? Wait. Wait. That's what Crow and Alistair have been talking about? You've... You did it? You... You turned lupine blood into... You know? Like out of... Out of fucking Skyrim or something? You just down it and... <laughs> wounds heal? Yeah, that's a long shot of it. Okay. I mean... That's You're going calm, to... Man. That's going to help us. Uh, look, I don't know you've only got three of them, but... If I'm going to be running back up on this, if you give me one of them, I'll be far more effective than I would be in... He gestures. Gestures to his torso, raises a hand, touches the raw bone of his cheek. Well, I mean, look at me. I've obviously seen better days. I'm cool with giving him one if everyone else is. I mean... I can't just look at this. We probably should. Poor dude's just sitting here, bleeding, all torn up. I think it's the right thing to do, right? I'm assuming you're a little too old for, like, summon pigeons to help you out. He shakes his head. <sighs> Tried that, man. Get nothing out of him. May as well be pouring water down my throat. Take one of these. It'll help. Derek tosses one across the room, and Adiz snatches it out of the air. He uncorks it, and raises it. Bottoms up! He drinks it in one gulp, and as he does, you see the flesh on his cheek immediately regrow before your eyes. His skin folding over the bone. The bullet wounds on his torso plug themselves. He takes a deep breath. Ah, oh. ah! Oh. Hey, you know that worked. Worked better than I thought it would. No offense, man. He says to Derek. But uh, you make it through this, and you got a renewable source of lupine blood. I think you found your niche in this city. People gonna be lining up for this stuff. Boons for healing potions. <laughs> I like the sound of that. So, Grins of Derek. <laughs> so, 
we gotta go after specs. There's other yep. stuff we have to do. Power structures in complete shambles. There's gonna be spots to fill and we gotta make sure this vacuum doesn't tear the city apart, but we need to go after specs first. Agreed? Agreed. This is only the yeah. opening shot in whatever he has planned next. Now we don't know exactly what that is, but I'm of the mind that we don't take him down tonight. There's going to be a lot more raids and a lot more havens. Hope looks at Vince and says, Vince has been telling me he's been offloading computer equipment and hardware. Stripped clean, of course. Scrubbed all to hell. I think he's getting ready to ditch to his next assignment. He feels things have been set up for the apocalypse here. There's going to be another Brisbane. Unless we stop it. So, uh, yeah. He raises... Raises an eyebrow, turns to Vince, and says, Really? First I've heard about this. Specs had a deal with one of the Ventru? Selling off mil-spec shit? Uh, am I hearing this right? I don't know the details, but yeah, some guy mentioned that he was getting some uh, surplus from him. Mm. So it means he's planning to bug out. And also, it's a warning... If this is just the shit he doesn't need, then he's got something worse. You know, mil-spec stuff, it's not something you just idly give away. It's incredibly expensive. I've got some old stuff for some of my retainers. We're talking stuff from the 80s, 90s. Still, still useful today, but shit. Was it expensive when I got a hold of it? And if Specs is just selling it to some Ventru, then you can bet he's got something better. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get the impression he's cycling some shit out real fast. No idea what he's got better, though. Not to mention how he knew where all our havens were. Uh, look, I know the reputation he's got. Squizzy's spy master, but... Shit. He knew where my haven was. So kind of resist the urge to say I told you so, man. <sighs> wags a finger in your direction warningly. And he says, well, look. Right. Don't underestimate old Eddie. I've had I've got a spy network of my own. And ever since you brought Thornton in, I've had them burning the candle at both ends. And the message I got just now, he raises his phone, could be a solid lead as to a location of Spex's haven. Now, we couldn't find this thing for years. I'm just going to put that out there. Wherever Spex was hiding, we could not get to him. The fact that we've been able to find it now... Something tells me that's not a coincidence. Spex wants us to know where his haven is, for whatever reason. But I figure it's the only shot we got. Unless someone else has other ideas. He gestures towards you, offering you the floor. 
Nothing on the strategic level. Some things on the tactical level. What do you need from us to find Saban? Anything? I get the impression that Spex has planned this so that we only have one means of going after him, and it's the one he's prepared to deal with. So, as far as tactics go, here's what I've got in mind. We turn up at the coordinates, be ready to kill whoever's there, and see what we find. He smiles, grinning. That's all I got. Works for me. Hope Rummage is in her purse. Pulls out a block of C4 in one hand and a detonator in the other. I'm assuming you're trained in this shit. Hey man, I used to raid. I used to race cars. But it can't it be too hard to, to figure a, out. It occurs to me that having a super fast guy to set this in a place it needs to be might be a really good idea. Like wipe out a squad of troopers or whatever, or t whatever tanks he's got like in the backer. Look. My retainers have shown me the basics. I'm sure I can handle it. He reaches out, snatches right. the C4 and the detonator, and shoves them in a knapsack that's slung over his shoulder. He says, okay. so, what we do when we get there depends on what we find. I got no idea what's waiting for us. Message says we're to head to this old underground parking lot. It's attached to, attached to some kind of security firm on the edge of the CBD. Place has been shut down for a number of years. Big gate in front of the parking lot saying staff only, so no mortals would dare go down there, and nobody's thought there was anything special about it worthy of having a look, so, you know, he was hiding in plain sight the whole time. If he's made an underground car park into his haven, then we can expect there's probably going to be some kind of trap. There's probably going to be electronic surveillance. The question is, and I know I'm taking a total stab in the dark here, what would you guys like to get out of this? Obviously, Ideal World Specs is there. We take him down, bring him in, and deal with what follows, but assuming he's already moved on, moved on to his next assignment and bugged out, what do we want to get out of this? What are we hoping to find? Well, for starters, anything that could tell us how the fuck he figured out where we all are. Like, I don't know about you, I, I do know about UADs, but, like, how the fuck you figured out where my haven is? That makes no sense. I haven't told anybody. I agree. We should at least yeah, figure that out. If we could find some kind of operational records or a hard drive to copy or something like that, that would be good, too. So we know what he was, what he's trying to do. We know what he's done. We know how he got there. If okay. we have that, we can probably undo that. So we agree. Ideally, we stake him. Ideally, we stake it. We ash him or stake him. If we ash him, we have to look for that too. So we're in agreement. 
regardless of whether or not he's there, it's still worth checking this lead. So, yeah. How do we want to handle this? Are we going together? Are we going separately? Anyone you want to bring along? Do we just turn up, hit the place? I'm go. Go on, Derek. Just. I'll just go. Give me a moment. Well, the first thing we're going to do is the same thing we did on some very many other successful ops, and that's have Derek do his uh, premonitions. Yeah. Mm, is that Which what is Derek was about also partially. Do? Yeah. Which is also, I think, partially how we how he's been finding us all. Yeah, good point, says Adiz. Piercing the veil. He'd have to have a pretty constant supply of blood, though. I've seen people like you at that, and it makes them hungry. Even more so if that's all they spend their nights doing. Hold on. Harp, did you say when we are in the cafe that we should assume that they're doing premonitions too? But didn't yep. you also say that the more you do close together, the more unreliable they are? That doesn't make sense. If you're spending all day doing this, how is he still so accurate? Yeah, good point, says we're, Adiz. We're still alive. It can't be entirely yeah. accurate. Yeah. They're accurate and then they, they start to get a bit wobbly. Well, I'd say they get on the verge of driving you mad, but from what I understand, Malkavians, that's not a problem. If he's running premonitions, he probably used that way to get intel on where our havens were and sent his goons after us. But like Hope says, we're all, all still kicking, which means his premonitions aren't as accurate as he thinks they are. Derek, go ahead and make for me a rouse check. Uh, yeah, it's a success. Don't get angry. Success. Come on, says Hope. Chimera, come. Uh, I'll call up some birds. And as you close your eyes and the visions form in your mind, uh, it all defines at first, growing stronger and stronger. Hope leads Chimera out, outside onto the parking lot. Summon some birds. Derek. A lot of birds. You're standing in the middle of an underground car park. A big, open, square expanse of concrete, punctuated by thick concrete pillars. There's a single ramp directly in front of you, leading up to street level. And as you step towards it, tires squeal as four black vans speed down the ramp, screeching to a stop at the very bottom. The panels on the sides of the van slide open and four, eight, twelve men kitted in tactical gear climb out. 
fixing their weapons right on you. A man in a black suit, wearing sunglasses at night, steps out of the final van, folds his arms, takes you until he steps into the parking lot proper and his face is illuminated by the light to recognise who he is. Agent Warren Fox, the Australian Federal Police. He smiles. Blank bodies! It's the end of the line. He raises a hand, giving a signal to the armed men. And bullets rain down upon you. You shake your head and open your eyes, just in time to see Hope and Chimera stepping back into the wrecker's shop. Hope dropping the drained carcasses of six seagulls into her purse. Chimera and Hope, you may reduce your hunger to one. Yay. I only needed one for that, so one bird for me. So what do we got, Derek? Well, we were right. It's another ramp bush. Okay. Where? Yeah, you said it was, like, in the car park. Yeah, you? in oh, the car park. So you, in the vision... Yeah. You were already in the car park, like you were in the midst of the car park and they were coming down from the entrance to ambush you. Yeah. The entrance. The entrance where we could plant a C4 charge. The D's nods, his eyes light up, good thinking. If they're going to wait for us to head into the parking lot, and then they're going to come charging in. We'll have our own ambush waiting for them. Least we could do to give them a warm welcome. I agree. Fox, I don't feel any guilt about... <sighs> He's a pretty horrible person. <sighs> that said... All right. He's the guy in charge of Task Force Harker. If we're talking about the same guy... And yeah, you want to take him alive, you're thinking? He thinks for a moment, just saying, if we could get him under our control, we could get them out of our city. Then I have a job for you. Then I have a job for you. Give me that C4 back. Reaches into his duffel she, bag, tosses it back to you. Yeah, she puts... The detonator on it puts into into a bag of ball bearings. So you're really fast. When they start their spiel, I want you to run up, grab him, run back, and then I'll drop, and then I'll pretty much blow it. And I hand it back to him. Drop this when you're grabbing him. Ah, I see. He says, "Rush up, grab him, drag him back to you." Leave the C4 where he was. Boom! Take out, hopefully, all the guys in a single blow. That's my plan, unless anybody else has something to add. 
Well, ball bearings tend to go everywhere, so we should at least figure out somewhere for us to hide. We don't want to be one of the, like, a handful of the casualties. I agree, says the D's. Derek, you said the place is full of concrete pillars and... And look, if Spex is using it as his haven, there's got to be a place where he sleeps. So when we get there... Let's make our first order of business, scouting out where the hell we're going to hide when Hope sets this thing off. I'll leave that one up to you, Chimera. Alright. Let's do this, says Adiz. He claps his hands together. Okay. I think we should go together. I've got a car out back. It's unmarked. I just picked it up on the way here. Should get us there undetected. Alright. I'll have a friend standing by way off site being the cavalry. We might need to meet up with her for something later. So Sage, she shouldn't interfere. She says, smiling. Yep. It'll be a pleasure to fight alongside her once again. This time as this time on the same team. <laughs> he says, I'll tell you that story wow. one day. Okay. Let's not burn night time. Let's not burn the night away. Let's do this. He motions for you to follow him, and he leads you out back, pushing open a rusted metal door and gesturing towards a very run-down looking Toyota work van that's at least 15 years out of date. On the side, you can just make out the word plumbers faded. Uh, on the trip over, Kamara's going to um, heal up all the superficial damage. She's yeah, like. go ahead and rouse. Uh, so that's three rouses for three damage, right? Uh, yep, that's correct. Anyone? If there were any seagulls left over, then Hope would have brought them with in case she needed some delayed snacking. Well, or, you know, a Chimera scout only needed one. How? What hunger were you at? Three, so I four. I ate four. Or that would yeah, leave so. one seagull. And as the van rattles down the road, the seagull flies overhead, keeping an eye out just in case. You all sit together in the back of the van, silently contemplating, waiting trying to process the sense of foreboding that grows heavier and heavier as Adiza's van makes its way into the city. You can't help but feel as if you're embarking on a suicide mission. And then, you've reached your destination. The van winds its way through the streets of the CBD. Out into East Melbourne. Past the Melbourne Cricket Ground. All lit up tonight as one of the first post-lockdown events 
entertains the public. Loud rock music, just barely audible over the sounds of the city. And then, right on the edge of Richmond, the D's turns the van into a cul-de-sac and it slows down and comes to a halt at the very end. A triple-story red brick building sits at the end of the street, blanketing the van and you all, as you climb out, step out onto the asphalt in its long, deep shadow. The windows are boarded up, covered in iron shutters. A thick, rusted chain binds the front door shut. And a billboard up above, between the first and second floors, reads, Smith and Co. Security Consulting and electronic surveillance. The place looks like it hasn't been open in years. To the left of it, a narrow road leads down an alleyway, and right at the very end of that, you can see a ramp descending underground into the darkness. A yellow boom gate currently closed in front of it with a big sign reading, Staff only trespassers will be prosecuted. It's go time, says Adiz as he begins to stroll into the mouth of the alleyway. Oh, it's been way too long since I last trespassed. <laughs> Is there anything right. you'd like to do before you head into the belly of the beast? I'd like to put Sense the Beast and Echo location up. Yeah, definitely. And I'd like to have some rats on standby, not on me, but in there somewhere so we can drop on them. So as you stand in the mouth of the alleyway, lean against the brick wall, make me a rouse check to summon some rats, please. I do not get hungrier. And that is three successes. Three successes. Six glowing yellow eyes appear in the darkness as tiny pinpricks of light hiding in the crevices and cracks at the edges of the alleyway okay I tell them to head into the parking garage and tail us from a distance they'll be back up they acknowledge your order and then the pinpricks of light disappear into the darkness. Anyone That's else what I'm like? Doing. Anyone else got yeah. Anyone else like to do anything before you enter? Um. Yeah, Kamira's going to activate uh, toughness at very least, just in case. Yeah, good idea. Make me a rouse check, please. Ah, oh, she gets hungrier. And I assume, Derek, you have your heightened senses activated? I'm not thinking like I feel like I want to, but then, yeah. 
doesn't cost anything to activate them, so you may as well. So I'm just hoping, hoping I don't get flashbanged or anything. Well, yeah, off. well. You know when the boom's coming, so turn yeah. off when that happens. Yeah. If if you if you could actually, you know, correctly predict it. Adiz steps forwards, places his hands on the boom gate, and slides it up, <laughs> granting you access to the parking garage. After you, he says, gesturing down into the darkness. Here we go. The underground car park is dimly lit, with only a few flickering fluorescent lights casting eerie shadows on the concrete walls. You know, if we're coming in through the entrance, the knees could just leave the package there. You want him to? uh, Well, do we know whereabout they're going to decant and be standing? According to Derek's vision, at the base of the ramp. So they'll get fully down the ramp and then be right on the edge of the actual parking lot itself. All right. Pull out a Natali's... Yeah, pull out a Natali's bag and uh, put it about where they're going to be. Yep. The detonator. And when you reach the bottom of the ramp, you stow the Otolis bag right up against the wall, taking care to hide it behind an old cardboard box filled with yellowing newspapers. Then you step into the car park itself. The sound of dripping water echoes through the vast space, adding to the tense atmosphere, the sense of dread creeping down upon you. There's a row of black vans lined up in neat rows, taking up two of the four outer walls of the car park, their windows reflecting the occasional flash of light. Security cameras are mounted on the walls. At least 15 to 20 of them, no more than a couple feet apart, their red lights blinking ominously. The air is thick with the scent of oil and gasoline. And the moment you take your first steps off the ramp, there's an unmistakable sense that you are being watched from all angles at all times. Uh Hiding in plain sight. What would you like to do? Well, start fanning out and searching, I guess. Yeah, alright. Anyone who'd like to do that may go ahead and make a intelligence or wits plus investigation check for me. May I throw in a sense the beast as well? Um, not sense the beast, but you can add okay. an extra dice for your echo location. And Derek, if you do me. it, you can add an extra dice for your heightened senses. Oh, cool. And I will, if you're all going to attempt to fan out and investigate, I'm going to ask for across the whole group at least seven successes. Oh, Chimera tried, Chimera failed. Zero. Oh, what was the check, sorry? Uh, So intelligence or wits plus investigate, unless there's something else you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. I don't have great dice there. Um, Actually, instead, Chimera's going to go and try and bash the cameras. 
Yeah, good idea. So I'd like yeah. Chimera to go ahead and make me some make me a strength brawl roll. Vince, what would you like to do? Are you helping Hope and Derek just fan out, investigate the area, see if you can find anything interesting? Yeah, I think I, I think I will have to do that. I'm just studying my sheet, yeah. and I can't think of any better ideas. Vince really isn't the action guy. Um, okay, that's uh, one success. One success. All right, Hope. Two for me. Two for you, Derek. And you get at least three. I'll drop it down to six. Yeah. Uh, well, I boost intelligence. I got hundred grand. Yep. That's why it's called DM Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. That's why the podcast has that name. Meanwhile, or will that? Will that? Meanwhile, Chimera, how did you do on your strength brawl roll? Uh, she got three dots of bashing. Three dots of bashing, yeah. So Three, three dots of bashing. of bashing. So, as the others fan out, disperse and start to make their way around the open space, searching behind pillars, peeking behind the park, the vans, Chimera, you reach down, heft a chunk of broken asphalt about the size of your fist into your hand and hurl it at one of the cameras and smash lens on the camera shatters as the asphalt makes a huge dent in the camera's body and while the others search you make your way around destroying the cameras one by one with three successes you do manage to put all the cameras out of commission but occasionally you have to stop, pick up, pick up the asphalt, throw it again. There's a couple where you hit them, but not in the right place and have to try again. There's one near the end that seems to be resistant to whatever you do, requiring you to actually leap up into the air, wrap your hands around it and wrench it off the wall. It takes a solid 10 minutes before you finally take all the cameras out of commission meaning that if someone's watching they probably did have a chance to clock you but they won't be able to see you anymore derek how'd you go on your int plus investigation uh yeah so my two turned into a five. Oh, lovely oh. <laughs> yeah. so we got eight seven eight something like that okay so the silence punctuated by the sounds of Chimera hefting rocks at the cameras and the sound of crushing plastic. You carefully search the parking garage. For the most part, aside from the rows of parked black vans, there's nothing at all of note. You meet at the back of the parking lot after having split up and made your way around the perimeter. And you bite your lips wondering where to search next. And then Derek sees something out of the corner of his eye. He turns and points. And there, obscured by the three vans parked in front of it, dowsing it in shadow, you see What looks like a thick 
metal bank vault door embedded into the wall, roughly where the security office would have been if this were just a normal parking lot. Make your way open to it. Make your way over to it. Grab hold of the wheel and try to turn it. And it's locked tight. The wheel won't budge even an inch. You kick at the door with with the caps of your boots and it doesn't even make a sound. The metal is so thick. You're staring at at least 10 solid inches of thick steel. And suddenly, you know where Speck sleeps during the day. Hey, is dear. it clear? Yeah, is, is it clear if there's um, external hinges on this, perhaps? Go ahead and make uh, an intelligence plus, uh, we shall say, technology check. Hey, Derek. Do you think the walls are as equally reinforced and just how corrosive is your blood? Ah, that's one success, by the way. Success. I could train of thought, but I feel like Specs is the kind of guy to have the whole place reinforced like that. So, I will say, Chimera, that a quick glance of the door doesn't reveal any external hinges, and you determine, based on the little keypad next to the wheel on the front, that it's probably got electronic locks. It opens, unlocks, and locks from the other side. It's been deliberately designed to be resistant to most forms of external penetration. Keypad, you said. There is a keypad there. Chimera locates it as she starts to search. And and where it is, you wouldn't have noticed it there because it's completely obscured in shadow, but Chimera's patting her hand across the front of the door and when she touches the keypad, it lets out a loud beep beep. Indicating that, uh, it, alerting you all to the fact that it's there. Uh, she kind of like raised her hands like, shit, I found something. I think this might be the way in. And um, before, like as everybody starts to arrive, she like motions to start pressing buttons on it. The D's frowns. He turns to Derek and he says, hmm. You do want to melt your way in, I'll give I'll, I'll I'll help you. Maybe we'll be able to get through with both of us working together. Well, theoretically you just have to melt enough to expose the inner mechanisms of the wheel. Probably jimmy it from there, but let me try the keypad first. We might get lucky. Alright. I will I say it. I just I had a hot wire electronic <laughs> keypad. Yeah. Uh I can try. Uh, yeah, this probably isn't going to fall under hacking, is it? Um, depends. How are you going about this? Do you have your hacking tools on you? I do have my laptop. Yeah, go ahead. Throw in hacking. Kneel All down right, in front boosting. of the door, prop open your laptop, bring up your script kitty tools, and start to run a quick brute force algorithm on the keypad. I'm guessing this is intelligence. Intelligence I went ahead and plus boosted technology. That and got Damn straight, I'm a script take kitty tool. All right. 
Messy Critical 4. This is Specs. I get the feeling I should willpower it. This is his haven. You. Yeah, you always repurpose yeah. the C4, says Chimera. That's true. I mean, I've got one more block. Uh, that's only one more, so five. Five. I'm going to that... roll Spex's Intelligence plus Technology. Oh, God. To see how you do. This is what I was afraid of. Suddenly you see the black ice. <laughs> yeah, in another dimension, there's a hacker mm. called Ghost who's listening to this podcast and is just going, that's child's play. For specs, that is seven successes. Your script runs and then your laptop lets out a loud beep as the message impenetrable flashes on the screen. <laughs> okay, well, there's the next step. Chimera, rip that off and I'll get at the wires underneath. Oh, really? Mm. I can? Yeah, you can rip it off. Oh, she immediately, like, with a joyful look on her face, starts tearing <laughs> away at it. Go ahead to make for me a strength athletics check. Ah, uh, that's four successes. Four successes. You step forwards and with glee, dig your nails into the side of the panel on the front of the keypad, Dad. Rip it off, and as you do, sparks come flying out at you. Thankfully, harmless. Okay. There's a mess oh. of multicolored wires exposed underneath, several of them leaking an endless torrent of sparks. Hope takes out her gloves and multi tool and starts trying to jimmy the door by getting the right wires to go off. Hmm. Alright. I will ask Intelli you to make intelligence and either larceny or technology. Technology, who? Four successes. Four successes. So Specs wasn't super prepared for this, so I'm going to give him three penalty dice. That's How three successes. You notice, as you're jimmying the wires, that there are several little silicon chips embedded into the mass of electronics, and you suspect that these are some kind of electronic countermeasure, most likely designed to lock the door extra tight permanently if intrusion is detected, or, or maybe activate some sort of silent alarm. But he wasn't prepared for hope. You snip a couple of choice wires, bypassing them entirely, and then you hear a loud click as the door unlocks. D steps forwards, grabs the wheel, and begins to turn it. And it groans, rumbling, as he begins to slide the door aside, revealing an open doorway leading into the security office on the other side. Ah. 
And as it was <laughs> missing her. critical on my first attempt, uh, Hope will go over, pick up the ruined keypad, and take it as a trophy. Yeah, Mind slide them. it in. The trophy that you've won from Specs. So, everyone want to head in? Anyone staying outside? Oh, okay, uh, good job. Oh. Uh, Adiz, you want to keep watch? Adiz nods. He crosses his arms, leans up against one of the vans. His he eyes... disappears. His eyes peering towards the entrance. And you all turn your backs momentarily. And then when you look over your shoulder to catch Adiz's gaze, he's gone. Obfuscated. I need to learn that trick. Also, just to be a little pedantic, which way does the door open? Uh, it begins to slide outwards towards you. So, like, as in out and then, like, towards where the entrance of the garage would be, if it was fully opened? Yep, that's correct. You could use it as cover if you were to lean against it. Cool, that's what, basically what I was thinking. Gives yeah. us somewhat of a shield against the explosives. Yeah, yeah good idea. So Chimera uses her strength to push one of the vans slightly forwards out into the middle of the parking lot. And then, Derek, you grab the half-open vault door and pull it open the rest of the way. It creaks loudly, echoing throughout the big open space. And then you fix it in place, fully open, as Chimera pushes the van back into place, essentially using it as a giant doorstop. Did I mention I love you guys? Because I love you guys. Oops. <laughs> Dream team right here. And then, with the D's keeping watch, are you all ready to... Are you all going to enter the haven beyond? Yep. So, anyone who is entering, I will ask you to immediately make composure plus willpower rolls for me. Um, is my composure still buff from last time? It wouldn't from um, the raid. It no, wouldn't be no, 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 no. It's hours later. Okay. You have to buff it again I if you want. Feed either. Uh, composure. I mean, you don't have to go into the haven. You can stay outside with the D's if you like. No, no, no. I've been, Vince is going to be useful there. Um. So it was composure and... And willpower. willpower. Uh, six for Chimera. Please, bloody warded. Yeah, hopefully um, it's not warded. <laughs> I'm so weak that from that fucking raid. I didn't get anything back after that raid, did I? No, no. Motherfucker, that's... Three dice, right, and I'm at hunger three. Ooh. Okay. Um, one success. Yeah, one success. We would have gotten you a chance to feed. Hope, Derek, how'd you go? I got four successes. Four, Derek. Uh, three successes. Three successes, okay. Step through the doorway into the room beyond. The small security office is cramped and cluttered with hundreds of computers, monitors, and electronic devices of all shapes and sizes. Wires and cables run along the floor, creating a tangled web that is difficult to navigate. The hum of machines and the glowing screens fill the room with pulsing energy. Dust covers every surface and the air is thick with the smell of overheating electronics. All around you, hundreds of phones and PDAs are ringing, beeping as notifications go off. 
vibrating as alerts are triggered and you're overwhelmed by the sheer cacophony of sensory information. Hope and Chimera, you steel yourselves wading forth into the ankle-high sea of wires, but Vince and Derek, you raise your hands to your ears, clamping them over, squinting as you press forwards. The constant hum of the machinery, the beeps, the beep beep of these many devices going off simultaneously sets your beast on edge. And all rolls you do while in this office will be at a penalty die of one. In the midst of all of this, this mess of electronics and wires, an inflatable single air mass mattress is just dumped. In the very center of the room, a crumpled blanket laid on top of it. And beyond all of this, there's another door. Another open doorway leading into an adjoining room. All you can see from the other side of the doorway is pitch black darkness and the occasional pinprick of red or green light emanating from blinking LEDs. Sense the beast. Where's my boy? Go ahead, make a sense the beast roll for me. Three successes. Three successes. If there's an aura, any sign of Spex's presence, you can't see it. Your vision is muddled, blurry. The constant sounds of electronic feedback that fill the room seem to release visible sound waves and your echolocation sensors are buffeted painfully by the constant barrage of noise. Switch over to eyes of the beast. Open eyes. Somebody want to... Vince, you want to guard the door? You're not looking so hot. Uh, yeah, I... That'd be just good. Be- I, I'm only realizing just how bad it is now. Actually, um, can I get some of that, uh... Some of that special blood of yours? That's what it's there for. Derek? Just... Bl- Do you give Hope one of your potions? Leaving only Vince, one left? Oh, oh, yeah. Do you give Vince one of your potions, leaving only one left? Uh, yeah, Vince first gets, like, a confused look from Derek, as he says that, and she's like, Oh, right, yeah, and gives her hands over one of the potions. Yeah. Vince, you uncork the very vial. Loud here. Slide it down your throat as you step towards the doorway. And instantly your beast sighs in relief as you step out into the parking lot, freeing yourself from that cacophony, that maelstrom of senses. The blood seems to have no taste whatsoever, 
but it's incredibly potent as it rolls down your throat. It restores one hunger and also heals a single point of aggravated damage and two points of superficial damage. Okay. I also um, healed two superficial before and got one hungrier, so I'm now at hunger three and just one superficial down. Yeah. All right. Derek, Hope, Chimera, what are you doing? Standing in this mess. Spex's inner sanctum. Is there a way to shut the noise off? Maybe. You want to search for it? I do have intelligence boosted. And yeah. I do have technology. So you can make an intelligence technology roll. Chimera. I feel like Chimera Four. would probably just start smashing everything, but it's up to you. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. We might need some of this later. So that's uh, four successes. Four successes. Chimera, Derek, are you guys doing anything? There is another room beyond this one. I will, I will um say again. Um, as they're passing oh. through the room, Chimera kind of scans the walls and looks at all the all the machines beeping and all the laptops and phones just going off, uh, looking at the cradles and um, charging stations and. St- looks around to see if there's anywhere they all kind of join up. Ooh, good idea. Chimera, make an intelli- make a wits awareness roll, because this is less investigation, more just awareness, following the noise and seeing where it leads you. Derek, what would you like to do? Uh, I suppose being irritated by the noise, Derek's basically just going to look for, like, a power switch or something just trying to like turn it all off because he understands like so, yeah we probably still want all this but you just want to turn, yeah. all, turn the sound off so you can okay. same, so same with, thing as hope yeah yep so with derek <laughs> helping um you can add an extra die to your pool hope this That's is a very success late for a total of five this is a very late metagame <laughs> day of it um earlier vince uh offered some money towards the families of those guards. Um, his desire at the moment is proving he can do better. Do you th- ah, suppose I yep. can squeeze a willpower? Go get a willpower, yep. Thank you. Willpower <laughs> for you. Uh, so, how many successes did you get, Hope? With De- Derek's help, five. Five? And Chimera, how did you go? Three. Three. So, as Hope and Derek start typing on keyboards, watching words and strings of numbers scroll endlessly down monitors and start searching for some way, any way, to take this stuff offline and buy you some peace and quiet. Chimera, you close your eyes and hone your predator's senses and it's almost like you can sense the vibrations in the air and as you step over the mess of wires you see at the very back of the room nearly completely obscured by a bank of four monitors and a rack of endlessly humming computer towers there's a fuse box on the wall and a bundle of multicolored cords are leading from it. Do you want to smash it? <laughs> um, 
First, she's going to have a look to see if there's a latch or anything that'll open up the fuse box. Yeah, so make your way towards it, squeeze in behind the rack of computer towers, and there is a little metal latch. You lift it up, and the lid of the fuse box drops off. You don't hear it clang on the floor. That's drowned out in the cacophony of noise. Uh, in the bizarre lighting in this place, she kind of squints to look to see if there's any labels on any of the fuses and um, pauses over it for a couple of seconds. But that's a couple more seconds than she has patience for and starts just, like, tearing the fuses out of the sockets. You grab one, tear it out, and out in the parking lot outside, the lights dim. You rip several more out to no effect, and then there's one more left. You grab it, and as you pull it out, sparks fly from the fuse box. As one of the components goes in your face. And then all of a sudden, the many, many screens in the room turn off one by one. And the great hum stops. Uh, she kind of coughs and <laughs> kind of waves her hand in front of her face for all the smoke. I fixed it, I think. <laughs> so, all right, let's keep moving. So Hope and Derek, you weren't able to find a way to turn everything off in time, but while you were searching through the various devices before Chimera smashed the fuse and turned them all off, you did find what appeared to be a database like a giant excel spreadsheet with thousands upon thousands of cells lists of names some of whom you recognize enough to tell you that this is a list of all the kindred in their city strings of numbers attached to each name and the locations of their havens do I have time to copy it before you sure do. nukes things? Alright. You slam your thumb. the usual treatment. Almost instinctually, you look over at Derek, he hands you the thumb drive, you slide it into the slot, and copy the database over. Copying. 50%, 60 percent, 70%, 80%, 90%, 99%. Bzz, everything turns off. And you hope you got it. Chimera? I love you. You're. Oh, thanks. I love you too. A bit of a br- bit of a sledgehammer sometimes. And then Hope shrugs and pops open the tower and takes the hard drive. Yep. Just in case, you lift it out, slide it into your bag, and now that all the screens are off, the room is much darker. It's lit only by the very dim light of an energy saver bulb in a socket on the roof. You probably won't get much more out of the computers with them off unless you wanted to just randomly start ripping hard drives out for later. But there is the other room beyond that. Yep. Next destination. Echo locations back on. Echo locations back on. As well sense the beast on. And Derek is free to do heightened senses and I'll lead the way in. Chimera would uh, knowing that the next room's very dark, would you like to activate your eyes of the beast? Yes, I was going to interject with that. <laughs> My eyes idea. are shut for the record. Good idea. So, you follow Hope 
through the doorway into the next room. Derek stepping behind you. At this time, Vincent, as you're keeping watch outside, I'd like you to roll me a wits awareness check, please. Always my best rolls today. Uh, well, you've yeah, got a D's backing you up, so. You indeed have a D's backing you up. That three successes, best it could be. Three successes. You're not 100% sure, but you think you hear the sound of tires crunching on asphalt somewhere outside the parking lot, maybe distantly as vehicles turn into the mouth of the alleyway. Uh, you guys are within earshot, yeah? Yeah, you can call out to him. Yep. Yeah, he's just gonna let him know that he heard some noise. It might not be anything, but yeah. Alright. Thanks for the warning, man. Keep blocking that door so he doesn't sneak out. You step yeah. into the next room, and Derek, it's pitch black, but the first thing you feel is something thin stringy brushing against your face almost like a spider's web reach up to brush it out of the way and realize that it's a string running across the room and this is when chimera and hope step up behind you and with their eyes of the beast chimera's eyes glowing bright yellow in the darkness and Hope's echo location. You see that you have stepped into a small room. It was probably once an equipment closet adjoined to the security office. And now this tiny space is filled with hundreds of crisscrossing pieces of string. All around you, the walls, the ceiling, and the floor are covered in a giant conspiracy board. Hundreds and thousands of blurry photographs, pieces of paper, documents, newspaper clippings taking up every inch of the floor, ceiling, and walls with Strings leading from each one to multiple others. So many strings that they all sort of meet in the very centre of the room, forming into some sort of twisted cocoon. Uh, since Chimera's probably the only one who can actually see all this, since echolocation would only show shapes... Yeah. Um, yeah. She's going to have a look around and see if there's anybody she noticed, like, she recognizes specifically. Yeah, go ahead, Chimera. Make an intelligence or wits plus investigate check at a bonus dice. Lightning uh, senses lets me see in the dark. Oh, well, yeah, so you see all this too. It just takes you a second oh, you after, yeah. after you feel the string on your face. It takes you a second for your eyes to adjust and you take in this yeah. mass in front of you. And once nobody's uh, in here, Hope's going to open and kick on her own eyes at least. Intelligence plus investigation, was it? Yep. Then you may also add an extra dice like Chimera, and I'll count up the successes you both get together. Uh, so that's two for me. Uh, two? All right, we'll see what Hope gets. Four, five, six, 
three successes. Three successes, five altogether. There is easily a couple thousand photographs scattered around the room, and you see dozens of faces you recognize amongst them. Baron Sue, Sage, Jackie. You even see your coterie, including people who aren't in the coterie before. Desmond, Sylvia, Dahlia. There's at least, at least every member of Melbourne's kindred that you are personally familiar with is, an, is accounted for. You see what appear to be unhinged, unhinged cryptic messages scrawled on several of the photographs and the pieces of paper. Ciphers written by specs, seemingly meaningless strings of letters and numbers occasionally interspersed with patches of readable English. For the Dark Mother. As Lilith commands, chaos for the Cainites, embrace the Nahima. And with five successes, you're able to see what appears to be the prize of Spex's hoard. It's wedged in the strange cocoon, cradled by thousands of tiny threads. You reach, you step forwards, Hope, and you extricate this square-shaped object from the cocoon. It's a black folder. You fold it open, and a single piece of paper drops out. It's written in cipher. I'd like the three of you to make intelligence investigation checks. If you could get six successes among you, you could crack the cipher. This one's easier to crack than the others. The whole paper isn't filled with code. It's just a single sentence worth of information. Uh, while they're doing that. Here. Yep. Any, uh, any noise or any other signs? Ah, uh, Vince, go ahead and roll another Wits Awareness for me. Yep. Uh, oh, total fail. Total fail. You think you hear the hum of engines outside. You're not sure if it's somebody approaching the parking lot or just the sound of distant traffic. But you're pretty sure... You see ambient light beginning to spill in from somewhere above the ramp up to street level. Uh, what was Paul's out roll again? Uh, intelligence investigation. And in fact, uh, you specifically, Derek, you can substitute your occult for this if you like. Oh, okay. And Hope, if you have a cult, you can do it too. I hope is as cold yeah. as dirt. Yeah. yeah. But two successes on her. Two successes. So. Chimera, do you have a cult? Uh, no. Right, so just investigation cult. for you. But Derek can yeah. do his occult if he wants. Yeah. Uh, so it's um, true for Chimera as well. With, with burning willpower to get the two. Yep. 
Was my, All right. was my intelligence still boosted, or was that earlier? That's still boosted from when you entered. Yep. Uh, also, critical four. Ooh, critical four. So as Chimera and Hope huddle over the piece of paper trying to find the key to the cipher, you step forwards, Derek, and you realise that the cipher appears to be based on a particularly archaic form of occult runes. The type of thing that the Tremere would have written most of their texts in back when they were mortal wizards, but that no Tremere would actually know unless they'd spent most of their nights delving into all of the Chantry's texts. Your knowledge is imperfect, but it's enough to find the key. Excitedly explaining it to the others, it takes you all of 60 seconds to translate what Spex has written in careful immaculate handwriting on the paper. So you found my haven. By the time you read this, I've evacuated the city. But don't worry, I've left a parting gift. Whoever finds it shall control the future. All of the information I compiled for Prince Taylor, a comprehensive list of every secret and every boon associated to every kin associated with every kindred in this city. The Dark Mother's wisdom is at your fingertips. If you can find it where the prince began. You guys are right in there. I'm getting antsy out here. Yeah. Okay, we have what we came for. And it's a good thing we left Adiz outside. Because Without at this, this point... Team. At this point, Vince, you see it. The blink of head... The, the haze of bright high beam headlights making their way down the ramp. The tires crunching, the engines humming in the silence. Guys, I think it's go time. It's go time. All right. Run outside. You fold up the piece of paper, slam it into your pocket, and rush out to join Vince to prepare to defend yourselves. And I'll leave it on that cliffhanger. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that concludes the Puppet Master, the first part of our finale. We will return in the next session for your final night. The grand finale of War for the Second City. You found it, guys. You found the secret weapon. Okay. Every piece of information 
that Specs has compiled in his capacity as Squizzy's spy master. And Every Vince piece of- not it yet. Not yet. <laughs> Dirt on every kindred in the city. Whoever possesses it would have the power to determine the city's very future. And at this moment, I will reveal the final role I made behind the scenes. There was only a handful of people who were aware of this, Spex's parting gift. Spex? Squizzy, obviously, for whom the information was compiled. Mm. And it now occurs to you that this, Close. this is why Taylor held Praxis for so long. He knew everything about everyone. Nobody dared make a move against him. There was also one other who knew. Martin, as led in by Specs. And I rolled the dice behind the scenes to see if Martin would let his broodmate in on the secret. And now, just as you locate the clue within Specs Haven, Martin picks up his phone in his haven with on Spex's orders. He scrolls through the list of contacts and calls Larson. Your sire left something. Our sire left something. A present. The key to his praxis. And it's waiting for you. You just have to find it before they do. At the place where the prince begins. That cryptic clue. The place where the prince begins. The chase is on. Next session. We'll see how this all ends.